Hey everyone, it's George from Blockchain DXP and today is the 13th of July 2022. The crypto market is doing terrible. The second half of 2022 is getting bad to worse. Glassnow did write an article that talks about signals suggesting a widespread capitulation has taken place. Attention turns to whether a Bitcoin bottom is forming. So Bitcoin is definitely not looking good. And to be honest, the entire cryptocurrency market has gone from bad to worse. Looks like stable coins are turning out to be a safe haven. But even the volume of stable coins is absolutely horrendous. Looks like we are definitely in a bear market. How long will it last? No one really knows about it. So if you're listening to any influencers who are giving you price predictions, remember, price predictions are 100% right. 50% of the time. And last week, we also talked about how CoinShares compares this financial crisis to the 2008 credit crisis. Guys, in today's episode, we are going to be discussing Satoshi Nakamoto's message on the Genesis block. And does it have any resemblance to what is currently taking place? Have we learned from mistakes or are we repeating the same mistake? Looks like the cryptocurrency billionaires and the entire crypto whales are repeating the same mistake done by the banks in 2008 and in that line we are going to be discussing Justin Sun who is in aid to help crypto firms who are looking for a bailout and Sam Bank Friedman who is a multi-billionaire is also doing the same thing that banks did in 2008. CZ the CEO of Binance is also trying to help firms that are currently struggling. In today's episode, we're also going to discuss U.S. Department of Treasury's arm called Office of Financial Research have released a working paper on central bank digital currency, stability and information. The report is very technical. I wouldn't recommend you guys to go and read it as well because there's a lot of numbers and graphs. It just makes it complex for no apparent reason. But... They have released a report and what they are trying to say is that central bank digital currencies could possibly offer stability and information. Again, Bitcoin is very simple. Bitcoin is a peer-to-peer electronic cash system. As long as a new form of money is peer-to-peer, it is a win-win solution for the general mass. It may not be perfect, but it is still better than money created, managed and supplied by the central government. Regarding UAE, we have two news. The first news is about a startup called Status Capital and they are planning to develop Middle East real estate projects, commodity trading with blockchain and Web3 technology. And they are doing it in partnership with New Tech Holding Limited. Unfortunately, not much information is known about the project at this point of time. Looks like this news is just an announcement and in the next coming weeks or months or in the near future, try to do a podcast giving more details on Stratus Capital and New Tech Holdings Limited. The second news is about an event which is taking place on the 15th of July by Blockchain DXB. It is called as Bestel Our Analysis on Bitcoin. That is political, economical, social, technological, legal, environmental and religious analysis on Bitcoin at a macro level. These sessions are completely free and later on in the episode I'm going to explain what are the details that I plan to cover 
in that session. So welcome everyone, it's 8 here in Dubai and you're listening to Crypto & Coffee at 8, where we cover top news and information pertaining to Bitcoin, Blockchain, Beyond Blockchain, Cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi and Metaverse. How the series of episodes on the Crypto & Coffee at 8 works is, we usually cover some top news and information pertaining to the price of cryptocurrencies, some major breaking news, occasionally short and sweet news as well, news that has an impact in the cryptocurrency world. The other two news and information is related to Dubai, UAE and Middle East in the world of Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi and Metaverse. This is followed by Ask Me Anything series where you listeners can ask any questions regarding Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi and Metaverse. And remember guys, every Fridays, we have an episode called Metaverse Everything where we solely focus on Metaverse. So please check out those episodes as well. The format for Metaverse Everything podcast is completely different. And I also publish a daily and weekly report on my LinkedIn profile. So please follow me on my LinkedIn profile. My LinkedIn profile is in the show notes below. Alternatively, you guys can also go to Medium blog page and search for Blockchain DXP. Let's kick start with today's episode. Today is the 13th of July 2022 and the market is not looking good at all. Since the past 3 to 4 weeks, what I have been noticing is around Thursday and Fridays in the evening, the global market tends to go up. People are buying Bitcoin and the price of Bitcoin Ethereum tends to go up. After the weekend, that is Monday or Tuesday is when the cryptocurrency market tends to fall down. This is not an analysis, just an observation that I've been noticing only for the last maybe two months or so. The global crypto market as of 13th of July is $864 billion. And since the last 24 hours, it is down by 2.85%. The total crypto market volume over the last 24 hours is only at 55.41 billion dollars. This again is a ridiculously low volume considering the fact that we are on a Wednesday. Now, since the last 24 hours, it is marginally up by 3.06%. The volume of DeFi is down to 4.82 billion dollars. Absolutely terrible. And the volume of DeFi accounts for 8.76% of the total crypto market 24-hour volume. The volume of stable coins is ridiculously low and it is down to 50.41 billion dollars. The craziest thing which I've been noticing maybe since the last one month or so is that stablecoin accounts for more than 90% of the total crypto market 24-hour volume. So it looks like stablecoin is offering a safe haven solution. As of 13th of July, stablecoin accounts for 91.57% of the total crypto market 24-hour volume. And this is not good because this makes perfect use case for central banks to push central bank digital currencies. At the end of the day, central bank digital currencies are stable coins. So definitely a lot of movement and activity needs to happen in either Bitcoin, Ethereum or any other altcoins. Bitcoin, the king of all kings, is currently at $19,321. And since the last 24 hours, it is down by 3.19%. And since the last 7 days, it is down by 4.25%. And in case if you guys are looking at the price via coinmarketcap.com, 
I believe since Monday, what they have done is they have also added change in the price in the last one hour. So this is something new. Now in coin market cap, you can also look at the change in the price since the last one hour. Ethereum is on the verge of going below the $1,000 mark and it is currently at $1,038. Ethereum is down by 5.25% and since the last 7 days it is down by 8.39%. Binance coin is steady at $221 and since the last 24 hours it is down by 2.15% and since the last 7 days it is down by 4.81%. So the cryptocurrency market is definitely not looking good. Crypto winter in summer is definitely what we are experiencing right now. What is really crazy is that stable coins are acting as a safe haven during crypto winter. This is not good considering the fact if you look at the volume of stable coins, it is ridiculously low. It is down to $50 billion. What that means is people are leaving from the cryptocurrency space and maybe are investing into fiat currency. If the cryptocurrency market was going down and if the volume of stablecoin was high, that means people still believe in the power of cryptocurrency. But that is not the case. Looks like the volume of stablecoins being at over 91% is something horrendous considering the fact that the volume is ridiculously low. If you're following me on LinkedIn and just want to look at the slides, look at slide number 2 where I give a detailed breakdown of the volume of stablecoins. Let's go back to 2009. Satoshi Nakamoto, when he made his very first transaction, he had a cryptic message in the Genesis blog. The message reads, The Times, 3rd of Jan 2009, Chancellor on brink of second bailout for banks. This message was a strong hint to an article that was published by the Times in UK. And it talks about how Alistair Darling, who was the Chancellor back then, has been forced to consider a second bailout for banks as the lending draft worsens. So Satoshi Nakamoto was kind of taking a jab to the ex-chancellor named Alistair Darling. Fast forward in 2022, the crypto billionaires are doing the exact same thing for cryptocurrency-based protocol. Justin Sun, who is the CEO of BitTorrent and TronDAO, is willing to spend $5 billion on helping the industry builders to continue building. There are two views of looking at it. One is it is great that he is helping out a struggling projects. The second thing is this is exactly what banks did to other financial institutions. So we should not be naive in complaining to banks that why did they bail them out. I'm no way trying to say that the projects which are struggling does not need to be bailed out. They definitely need to be bailed out. But at the same time, you shouldn't be complaining about banks or central banks who try to bail out other banks. In case if you want to find out more information, Daily Coin has published a brilliant article where they talked about how what Justin Sun is doing and it also refers to a couple of tweets. At the same time, multi-billionaire and the CEO of FTX Exchange, Sam Bankman-Fried, has also bailed out quite a lot of projects and is in the process of bailing out few companies such as BlockFi and Voyager. But the details of the bailout is a bit notorious. Last week we talked about how if they do try to bail out BlockFi, all the investors who are invested in BlockFi lose their rights 
and Sam Bankfriedman essentially get those companies or their shares in BlockFi pretty much for zero dollars and why some companies are trying to back a raise funds in order to counteract Sam Bankman-Fried's $200 million pledge. CZ, the CEO of Binance, who is also a multi-billionaire, he does have a different view on bailouts. He did criticize Almeida research by Sam Bankman-Fried and why they are trying to bail out, but at the same time, they're looking at their own benefits. At the same time, CZ also thinks it is a good idea to bail out few companies who are in need. They have an interesting podcast with Decrypt. The podcast name is called as GM from Decrypt. Surprisingly, they haven't released the episode yet. But if you do want to find out more information, there is a link on my LinkedIn profile that gives you just a snippet. The video is just around nine minutes longer. So CZ, the CEO of Binance, is talking about how certain companies do not need to be bailed out and it is kind of better for them to just go belly up. Kind of agree to him, but again, at a macro level, the crypto billionaires and the crypto community is doing exactly the same thing what central banks did to the other banks. So how ironic and how hypocrite are we that we are complaining about central banks and the banking industry. I have a few questions when it comes to money. When it comes to money, who do you trust? Do you trust billionaires or do you trust government or do you trust early adopters, crypto billionaires and celebrities? And the fourth one is, instead, do you trust hashing algorithm, mathematics and cryptography? Bitcoin solved the double spend problem by using hashing algorithm, mathematics, cryptography, but it is not offering a safe haven as it was originally intended to. Personally, I think that game theory, human greed, and the nature of demand and supply where the supply is limited and fixed is a problem that we just might never be able to solve. We are at such a pivotal time in history and with inflation taking place, deglobalization, which might take place in the next months, years, and decades, it would be really interesting to see in which direction the world is heading to. Now, while Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies have not offered a safe haven in the Bidenflation era, what has happened is the U.S. Office of Financial Research, an arm of the U.S. Department of Treasury, has strong feelings of a digital dollar could be more of a financial stability. So they've released a working paper which is called as Central Bank Digital Currency, Stability and Information. And this was just published yesterday. It does have a lot of mathematics and it has a lot of graphs. In the article, they do mention how CBDCs would affect the stability of the banking system. And it is 40 pages long, very technical. And they talk about the banking contract, resolution and withdrawal decisions, withdrawal game, fragility and quite a lot more with a lot of fancy numbers and graphs. And they do mention how introducing CBDCs would actually be much better and revised payoffs and withdrawal incentives and quite a lot more. It is 40 pages long. Now, usually I would recommend you guys to go out and read it, but this sounds unnecessarily complicated. But if you want to read it, please feel free to go out and read it. The link is in my LinkedIn profile. Alternatively, what you can do is just Google it too. In the current situation, could it be possible that central bank digital currencies do actually provide a safe haven? If they do, 
at what cost? Last week, I had a session called as Central Bank Digital Currencies, the basics, threat to freedom and its role in the metaverse. When we looked at the threats to freedom, we discussed some areas where central bank digital currencies would be absolutely harmful. In case if you do want to get those slides, go to blockchaindxb.com, that is my website. And on the very front page, at the bottom, you would see two documents. So please download these documents. And if you do have any feedbacks, you're more than welcome to drop me an email to info at blockchaindxb.com. Now, while fake crypto or central bank digital currencies do actually bank the unbanked, there are more risks than the advantages. Two developments to look out for in the world of central bank digital currencies would be A. Central bank digital currencies if they will be introducing zero knowledge proof and B. Burning mechanism to reduce the supply of CBDCs to better manage inflation. So the first one is Will CBDCs introduce zero-knowledge proof? And second is the burning mechanism to reduce the supply of central bank digital currencies and thereby they can better manage inflation. Now let's move on to news from UAE. The first news is about a startup which is planning to develop Middle East real estate projects, commodity trading with blockchain and Web3 technology. And there are two startups which have been involved that is Stratus Capital and New Tech Holdings Limited. Let's try to look at what is Stratus Capital. Now, Stratus Capital, they're based from Singapore and are founded with the objective of enabling business growth, facilitating enterprise expansion. Stratus Capital is an alternative investment manager with expertise in private equity and assisting small and mid-sized enterprises who are planning to evaluate the next phase of growth. And on the website, they have the three I approach. So essentially there are three I's. The first one is to invest, innovate and integrity. New Tech Holdings Limited. Unfortunately, there is no website for New Tech Holdings Limited. The only thing that I could find was the managing director's name. That is Safi Qureshi. Now he's the managing director of New Tech Limited and owner of GB Island Dubai. Most likely he's the owner of the island that you see on videos and on YouTube or on Google Images. Safi Qureshi was the chairman and CEO of Q Group from 2012 to 2021. Now, Newtex is working on tokenizing commodities, making them accessing to all. There's a project called as Naya, which is spelled as N for November, I for India, R for Roger, E for Elephant. Naya is one of the first ventures of Newtech and now live in trading. So maybe you may want to go ahead and do more research on Naya and we might get more information about what that is. So the news is Stratus Capital announces strategic partnership with Newtech and the startup will develop Middle East real estate blockchain projects, commodity training with blockchain and Web3 technology. So it looks like the aim is to jointly develop real estate projects and commodity trading utilizing blockchain and Web3 technology looks like it sounds more of an STO that is security token offering. The moment you fractionalize thing, that's when the NFT switches to security token offering. Now the Middle East has been identified by Newtech as a priority market and the company is initially looking to focus on major real estate projects in Dubai. 
more details will be announced soon and that's one of the reasons I could not get any information about it. They are working to allow fractionalization of exclusivity within the two safest real-life asset classes that is real estate and commodities. So are they planning a security token offering? Definitely think so. The next news is an event which takes place on the 15th of July from 9am to 10.30 Gulf Standard Time. It is called as PESTEL R Analysis. Now PESTEL R Analysis stands for political, economical, social, technological, legal, environmental and religious analysis on Bitcoin. This is a completely free event and you can register via eventbrite.com. Just type in blockchaindxb.com or you can also drop me an email to info at blockchaindxb.com. Now PESTEL R Analysis is a tool used to gain macro picture of an industry environment and it stands for political, economical, social, technological, legal, environmental and religious factors. So I'm going to be doing an analysis on Bitcoin. We break down elements of Bitcoin at a macro level to better understand its impact. We will also discuss each area in detail to get a much better understanding of Bitcoin. Looking at political analysis, we pose this question that is Bitcoin apolitical? Remember guys, Bitcoin created a movement towards separation of money and the state. Does politics and politicians impact Bitcoin? So we will discuss the whole right wing versus left wing's narrative on who supports Bitcoin. Regarding economical situations, we look at can Bitcoin change the dynamics of money. We discuss inflation, the exchange rate and is Bitcoin the biggest global wealth redistribution? Regarding social factors, we look at the social impact of Bitcoin and blockchain for generations to come and Bitcoin's usage in the first world country in comparison to underdeveloped countries and are millennials or boomers the ones who are using Bitcoin. And regarding technological consideration or analysis on Bitcoin, we look at the user experience of Bitcoin, the folks of Bitcoin, we also look at Taproot and Snore Signature, but I'll try to make it as easy as possible. No technical expertise is needed. We also look at the economies of scale for setting up mining operations. Under legal, we pose this very simple question. Is Bitcoin legal? Where does governance, regulations and legislation fit in? And what can governments do to support innovation and adoption of Bitcoin? Regarding environmental concerns, we look at Bitcoin mining energy consumption, the whole ESG movement which is popularized by Elon Musk who followed the orders of Larry Fink who is the CEO of BlackRock. We also look at the past, current and future state of environmental impact of Bitcoin. And finally regarding religious analysis on Bitcoin, we look at is Bitcoin Sharia compliant and what are the religious factors and commonality in Bitcoin and how is Bitcoin seen particularly in the Middle East and quite a lot more. So that's all for today guys from the Crypto and Coffee at 8 from Blockchain DXB. In case if you guys have any feedback or suggestions, please drop me an email to info at blockchaindxb.com. You can also check out my website that is www.blockchaindxb.com and also check out my other website that is area2071.com. It talks everything about Metaverse. If you like listening to this, please follow this podcast, give it a 5-star rating and share the word across. Thanks so much for listening. Now for the next 30 minutes, it's going to be an Ask Me Anything series where your listeners can ask any questions about Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi and Metaverse.
So, let's kickstart with the Ask Me Anything series. Hey everyone, it's George from Blockchain DXB. You're listening to the Ask Me Anything series, where you listeners can ask any questions about Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi, and Metaverse. Now remember, Monday to Thursdays, 8 a.m. to 8.30 a.m., we have Crypto and Coffee at 8, where we cover top news and information pertaining to Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi, and Metaverse. This is followed by two news and information related to Dubai, UAE and Middle East in the world of Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi, and Metaverse. What you're listening to right now is the Ask Me Anything series, where you listeners can ask any questions from the cryptocurrency world. I have a question by Steve who asks, In UAE, which cryptocurrency platform would you recommend? Most important, Steve, remember, not your keys, not your crypto. And this is a term which is popularized by Andreas Antonopoulos. So to answer your question, before getting into any cryptocurrency platform, remember, when you're talking about a cryptocurrency exchange, the crypto does not belong to you. Not your keys, not your crypto. Once you have your keys for your crypto, it's only then that you actually are the owner of your cryptocurrency. Now, what I would strongly recommend is BitOasis. They are originally from UAE itself, although the founder is from Lebanon, I believe. BitOasis would be my first preference. They have been regulated by ADGM, that is Abu Dhabi Global Market. The second would be Binance. Needless to say, it is the world's number one cryptocurrency exchange and number one by a long shot. Kraken, which is also called as the oldest cryptocurrency exchange in the world. But there's a little bit of debate whether it is actually the oldest. And if an exchange from Dubai was the oldest, which I'll talk about in a few minutes. So Kraken has also got license from Abu Dhabi. And Crypto.com, which is absolutely massive, they've been making partnerships left and right. And the next uh, exchange is Karsha Exchange, spelled with K-E-R-S-H-A. Now, if you look at the license when Karsha Exchange got the license, it is literally a few weeks before Kraken got the license. So technically speaking, Karsha Exchange, which is in Dubai, is the oldest cryptocurrency exchange in the world. So what I would recommend, Steve, is BitOasis, Binance, Kraken, Crypto.com, Kersha Exchange. eToro is also a good one, but they are notorious for promoting copy trading. I personally wouldn't use eToro. CoinsFera. I have not used CoinsFera, but some of my clients, they have used CoinsFera and they have got some good reviews. Now, personally, I really am not sure. Now, the list of cryptocurrency exchange is endless. What I used to recommend, Steve, in the past, before 2018, there used to be a website called localbitcoins.com that works similar to how Dubizel works. So it is essentially a marketplace where buyers and sellers could meet up and exchange cryptocurrencies. But that thing has been stopped. So localbitcoins.com does not work in Dubai and UAE. Again, more importantly, Steve, before getting into cryptocurrency exchange, make sure you go then look at the team who is building the cryptocurrency exchange, look at the security features, look at the two-factor authentication, then also look at if they actually have the crypto 
in their account one of a good friend of mine he actually bought cryptocurrency from one of the exchanges in london little did he realize that he actually was not buying but he was directly trading cryptocurrency how that exchange worked was that you promise to buy cryptocurrency and when the price either goes up or down you automatically sell it so you, there is no ability to transfer your crypto onto your own hardware or personal wallet most important steve once you buy your cryptocurrency and that is be it bitcoin be it ethereum or any other cryptocurrency once you buy it from an exchange make sure you transfer it into your own personal wallet now go to my website that is www.blockchaindxp.com it tells you the different types of wallet if you're not tech savvy then there is a different wallet which might be ideally suited for you but if you're let's say completely tech savvy and going in for security features then there is a hardware wallet on there there is cold wallets so different wallets have different use cases but again once again steve remember not your keys not your crypto that's all for today guys from the ask me anything series if you have any feedback or suggestions please drop me an email to info@blockchaindxb.com please check out my other website that is area2071.com that talks everything about metaverse and once again guys remember monday to thursdays 8am to 8:30am we have crypto and coffee at 8 where we cover top news and information pertaining to bitcoin blockchain beyond blockchain cryptocurrencies nfts defi and metaverse how crypto and coffee at 8 works is we usually cover some major breaking news occasionally short and sweet news as well news that has an impact in the cryptocurrency world the other two news and information is related to dubai uae and middle east in the world of cryptocurrency and what you're listening to right now is the ask me anything series where you listeners can ask any questions about bitcoin blockchain beyond blockchain cryptocurrencies nfts defi and metaverse thanks so much for listening and have a great day ahead bye bye